Hi, this is Becca with Empathy Evolution. I am here today with the McWilliams family, Elise and Jenny, and their beautiful son, Ellison. I'm also here with our typical lead host, Bree Snellgrove. And today we are going to be talking about LGBTQ plus relations and the church. And so um, it's something that our uh, guests today are extremely knowledgeable in from their personal experience. And I think they're going to have a lot of good input for us to understand those different relationships between how a person who grows up in church might feel as they come to terms with their sexuality and as they begin their family and um, still have family that is heavily involved in the church. So I'm super interested to hear what you have to say. Elise, would you like to introduce yourself and add anything else? Um, sure. I am Elise, a wife of Jenny and a mom of Edison, um, and uh, just born and raised in Milton, Florida, uh, now live in Pensacola. Um, and yes, born and raised in the church, the Baptist church, uh, and uh, I am gay. So There you go. <laughs> there we go. That's me. In case you didn't get that from the wife yeah. and, the, <laughs> and the topic today, but you really, you really want people to know, and you have, some, you have a lot to say. I'm excited to hear your story. Jenny, you want to tell us a little bit, a bit about you? Yeah. Jenny's also holding the baby, so if she is distracted <laughs> or if you hear little baby noises. Yeah, he's a sleepy boy, so he kind of needs a nap. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did not grow up in the church at all. Um, my mother was raised Catholic, very, very, very Catholic uh, in Texas, and she went to Catholic school her whole life and just decided that she didn't want to raise her children in um you know in a, in a religious household so i i have a, a very different experience than elise has but i yeah. have gone through everything that she's gone through with her family with her as she came out after we got together um, we've been together for about eight years i was so. about to ask so when how long you guys have been together dating how many years married now um, married for five years, together for eight. We Congrats. Just, we just celebrated our anniversary on the 26th of November. So. Very cool. Well, actually, so I think really, I already knew it was your anniversary because I <laughs> had wished you happy anniversary on Facebook. So, you know, just so you know, with Empathy Evolution, a lot of times we're finding our guests through our personal friends, but this is actually the first time the we have all sat down. We have been Facebook friends for years. Yeah. Elise and I's past, I think over the past 18 years have overlapped. We have a lot of mutual friends. In fact, I would say I'm good friends with your mom. Yes. <laughs> I went to church. <laughs> I actually go to the church that Elise grew up in. Um, and her parents had attended there until recently. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I'm super, I'm super interested in when we reach out to our guests, we kind of say, what do you want to talk about? What are you passionate about? And this is something I know you're super passionate about because even before, just from our Facebook friendship and then also my friendship with your mother, mm -hmm. I knew there has been a really big story in your coming out and your relationship yeah. with the church and you pursuing your family and feeling, you know, like your family accepted you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, while well, my coming out story didn't start till Jenny, um, I knew I was gay really early on, and I actually uh, knew I was gay in church, and that's where I met my first girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, <laughs> it started very early. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, coming out was a little bit difficult. Um, my mom had an inkling because I had had relationships prior to my wife, um, and I would talk about them in a way that would perhaps highlight that there was more than just a friendship there. 
Um, and my brother is gay as well, so <laughs> I should probably start with that too. Is he came out about eight to nine years before I did? As oh, really? Well. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know. So, that. but the reason mine kind of caused the shebang in the family is uh, <laughs> because I was with someone I was committed to, and it was time for the rest of the family to. Uh, like, I was ready for it to be out and open. Um, and that was when you met Jenny? Yes. So was yeah. Jenny, like, I mean, I know you said you had had other girlfriends. Which Jenny, Jenny was, one? like, your yeah. first serious, like, <laughs> None this of is them it. were as amazing as that, me. Clearly. <laughs> sure. Which is why she's kept you around yes, so long. Absolutely. Um, so that's true. Um, and I had had long-term girlfriends prior to Jenny, but um, I knew that coming out would um, cause – a lot of friction to the point where I wasn't sure that I would still have a relationship with my parents. Um, to this day, half of my family still does not speak to me um, because they did disown me. I went through that mm. with um, multiple of my mom's siblings and all of their children, um, along with uh, cousins that are actually pastors at churches in Milton. And you so, think and you believe that the 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 cutoff was you know oh they let us know oh because yeah. because of their faith or what they believe yes. that the Bible has to say about mm. yes. being LGBTQ plus yes okay. um and uh so and they let us know um have I, they read the Bible though um <laughs> yes very thoroughly I would even say uh one of them I received a Facebook message before I went to work from my uncle disowning me and letting me oh, know he was taking tough. removing me from his family so I mean it was emotional um and uh but the reason you know, that that a lot of that disownment happened is just because of uh, church and, and a yeah. lot of that. Um, but was, what was hard about it is that all of these children and these families um, are in activities where there are LGBTQ um, individuals, like a lot of them do ballet, um, and, you know, they're in public school and, and things of that nature. They have gay teachers. Um, so it was very hard for me to accept that you're cutting me out and no longer allowing me to see your children when I know that your children and you as well are privy to are still interacting with (laughs) other people that are part of that community. Absolutely. Yeah. And Mm. then it did, you know, it transitioned over into church and everything um, because, uh, you know, I also went to the church that you go to for a very long time, the first 18 years of my life and off and on, you know, through college as well. So, um, you know, there are a lot of wonderful people there, and I, I do think that— Especially me. Yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, and as you mentioned, my parents no longer go there. Um, but uh, a lot of uh, what stemmed those conversations is the affiliation with the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. And, you know, we like to have the conversations, oh, everybody's welcome, come, be a part of it. But it's written in their bylaws that— I'm not allowed to be a member of any Southern Baptist affiliated church. So I so. guess my next question is, and I think, you know, Bree like jumped in. So, you know, Bree and I tend, we both attend church. We are yeah. both very spiritual people. So it sounds like you still have your faith that you're, that you're not just, you're not like your family, like drawing this line between no. your faith and your Mm-mm. sexuality. You're, you are who you are and you believe in God and yeah. you, you read the same Bible we all do. And you just don't love that division between you're you say everyone's welcome, but they're not. Right. So I will say I don't I don't know that most Christians will call me a Christian is what I would say, Um, you know, because there is it is a label. Um, But I still do. I still hold true to the things that I was taught for the first 18 years of my life. No, not not in the way that it was presented to me. 
do I believe in God and in a higher power and in the um, idea that there is something that pulls me through in the days that I can't do it myself 100%. You believe in power higher mm-hmm. than yourself. Mm-hmm. So Jenny and I actually differ in our religious uh, opinions and backgrounds oh, and beliefs. Oh, I'm excited so, to get into that. Um, <laughs> My fingers are twilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I I still do. Um, I wouldn't say that I dabble in, in reading the Bible. I think a lot of that is because I was forced to read it for so long. Maybe Ooh, I've yeah. taken a step back. Um, but if you ask me if I pray and if I still talk to what I, I call him God, you know, yeah, other people too. may call me him too. different things or, or she, you know, um, like it's a he for sure because you know I don't know anything for sure but um I I still talk regularly um, you still have you still have maintained your faith yes you're you just don't draw that line like your family does and, and neither do I um and I don't think Bree does either yeah. um it's I think that's one thing is that we make all these rules for who can be a Christian and who can't I would label you a Christian if you have faith and you call your higher power God I call I say God too and Jesus and um I you know, I had to go on my own journey, too, mm-hmm. because on the opposite spectrum, I'm a straight female, grew up in the church, sure. definitely grew up being taught the same things as you. And so where it's not attached to my to who I consider myself to be, you know, my sexuality is very accepted in the church. Very easy. So I had to right. come to that acceptance of everybody doesn't have to be like me to share in my faith and believe in the same God right. and be cool because... I hate to be cool with it. Be cool, guys. Um, but that was a journey for me, too. So from yeah. the from that perspective, you're, like, facing what I call mountains. And I just had to kind of, like, climb over some hills to, like, be able to get to your mountain. So I could be, so I could, you know, hang out. Be an ally. But to be an ally. Um, yeah. Because I do want everyone to be welcome. I And, you know, yeah. um, I love my church. Uh, you know, and I know what the Southern Baptist Convention believes. I also don't believe I have to believe just like them to attend a Southern Baptist church. Right, so, exactly. Uh, but, you know, I, I struggle with it, too. I, str- I struggle well, with, and- what's, with what's right and how to be a good ally mm-hmm. and and to be accepting and to help my church to, you know, open their eyes where I feel eyes need to be opened and souls need to be opened and hearts need to be opened. It's tough. Well, and that was always the conversation with my parents was um, Jenny and I actually attended First Baptist quite a few times with yeah, them. Yeah, I totally have um, seen you there. And, uh, <laughs> and like I said, there are so many loving people there, so I am not, like, poo-pooing on anything. No. But, um, you know, when we start talking about, like, vacation Bible school, if you want to bring my son while my mom is teaching vacation Bible school, well, if if you're not – part of an accepting church, what conversations do I have to fear will happen? Or even worse, what do I have to fear that my child will be taught about traditional marriage? And then what does that then create at home for us? Um, So as you mentioned, my parents have recently switched churches, which was a big thing for us um, because they want to share that part of their life with us. And they want us to be excited. Like they would tell us about mission trips. and, And for the longest time, we would attend like Christmas events and things like that where my parents would sing because my parents are, as you mentioned, very involved. Yes, and, and both very talented. <laughs> yeah, that didn't trickle down to me. Um, but uh, your I, brother also is my a brother. Yeah, very oh talented. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the odd man out on that. Listen, you're the podcast <laughs> sure. girl, okay? Listen, now. you have your own talents. You have your own talents. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they uh, they did recently switch because we, you know, had those conversations, and that is something I want to be supportive of. Like, if you want to share your faith, even though it differs maybe even a little bit from mine with my child, we at least have to have an agreement that 
we're both welcome and we're both accepted and we're both loved. And that has to be a basis to have that conversation. Yeah. So when we were coming up, Bree, do you want to add anything? I know Bree's kind of facing like um, recovering from bronchitis. So if she's quiet, it's not because I'm kicking under the table being like, no, I'm talking today. No, full disclosure, <laughs> my voice is much sexier today than usual. Um, no, but what I, you know, I was listening to you talk about like how you're, you know, having that baseline of understanding with each other, even though it's different. That's really what empathy is uh-huh. for us is not just having sympathy where they're kind of looking down and saying, hey, I see what you're going through. Like, I'm here to give you a cookie if you feel bad. Like, it's it's getting down that level and saying, hey, I've been there too, or, you know, I've I've felt casted out before, or I'm trying to understand from your perspective. Like, empathy is is really changing churches to, to be involved in your life. It's instead of, right. you know, just sticking to the traditional belief of it is what it is, and that's just the way I feel. You know what I mean? So it's it's... To me, that's really what this is about is is empathy and understanding that, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't take obviously a man and a woman to raise a child. It doesn't take, you know, a traditional family to create a mm-hmm. life that's going to pass down a better generation. I think when else, I was you know. thinking about what she was saying when you were saying like about raising your child is that when my child goes here that you're going to respect that we're their parents that you're going to respect our relationship and you're going to respect our family unit because that's all I think really at the end of the day all anyone is asking for is can you respect who I am when I walk in the room and can you respect my family dynamic and um, sorry I need to get this closer okay sorry I invited my husband along. you're fine <laughs> um, so one of the like when we go into our topics and we look at your you know your um you like fill out a questionnaire and we look at it. And one thing I wanted to ask was, so idealistically, and Jenny, you may want to pop in on this too, because she's like saying like, I'm cool. My parents are changing churches. This is a place. Hopefully they find somewhere that we can go visit. We feel welcome. And then your background is like, Hey, church isn't even a huge part of your life at all. Are you, she's on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So in an idealistic world, from both, for, this is a question to both of you, maybe one of you answer and then the other. If you were to have a relationship with the church, your family unit, what would, the, what would, what would you want from that church? Uh, okay, so. You may, you're like, I need a backstory now. Yeah. I see a backstory coming on. Oh, I can't tell any story without a backstory. <laughs> oh, yeah, long storyteller here. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to be too long. So, you got 20 minutes of show left. So, you're so I, I'll try not to take up the whole 20 minutes to tell one story. Do it, babe. Um, so, yeah, I was not raised in the church. Um, by obligation, I raised myself in the church. I took myself to, uh, like, kids... They had like this bus that would come by and pick us up when I was in elementary school. And I went to other youth groups throughout my life. And the older I got, I came out when I was 13, unlike her who came out when she was about 24, 25. Um, So as soon as I hit puberty, it was (laughs) everybody knew. So the older I got and the more I learned who I was, the more hate I saw in the church. And uh, so I took myself out of it. Um, So I have no interest in being in a relationship with the church. I, I am agnostic. I don't, I don't believe in God the way that you guys believe in God. And, and that's fine with me. 
Um, it has been a contention in our relationship over the years and uh, has sparked many heated discussions. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate your honesty. That's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're sitting in a room with three, you know, uh, very... <laughs> Varying scales, well, varying of the idea scales of, of, of religion like and Christianity. Yeah. It all comes down to acceptance yeah. for me. I accept what you guys believe for who you are, uh, and I would hope that you guys would accept what I believe and who I am. Uh, to me, it's all about being a good person. Uh, I don't feel like we need to have all the answers. We just need to be good people um, and help our our fellow man, uh, and make the world a better place. So I don't really feel the need to be attached to a church to do all of that. Um, my How do you in- feel about it for my in laws? My in-laws have recently switched churches, and I am more open to going to their church because, yes, I have been to their, their previous church before, and while not everybody is... Um, Cast stones, I would say. I will say, uh, it, it's not. It was never comfortable for me to be there. Yeah, uh, I know you guys listening can't see me, but I stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> so uh, it, it was not ever the most comfortable uh, position for me to be in. But her parents have changed churches to a more accepting church, um, a more loving, more kind church. I will say. Um, so, so we've been told we're going. For so the first we've been time told we're. Oh, okay. I okay. have. What church is it? Uh, Christian Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have agreed to go to a Christmas Eve service as long as I can dress my son up really, really cute to do so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I support my wife in, in what she wants to do. But I so think you're willing to go because it's important to her. Absolutely. It's not but, important to me. But, but, it's but if not, it's important yeah. to her, then it's important to me. Well, that's good. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think it's really brave for you to share that. You know, you're like, oh, it's been a source of contention. It's like, I think sometimes I mean, we put out, yeah. but sometimes we, like, this is just in life in general. This has nothing to do with our topic. But we put out that thing that everything's perfect, the Facebook perfection. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really appreciate your honesty. So what do you expect? What what could the church do? Because I will say this. Okay, so my brother, um, Backstory. It's rubbing off on me already. (laughs) Um, My brother is also grew up in church, has walked away. And one time he said, he said, Becca, how can you go to church? Church is full of people like this and this and this. He was saying all these awful things. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, my faith isn't in the church. My faith is in God. So I'm not there for the people. I mean, people are great. They're a perk. You know, I love people. I love being in this room with you. I love being around everybody people person Mm -hmm. but I was like but that's why I'm not there for the people for me I'm there because I because I don't know I feel this closeness to the Lord and yeah when you're down on your knees and praying to God yeah it's like why why you still pray or why you feel that higher power what gets you there and who invites you and it's the people Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, you yeah, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. comfortable yeah. to right. get on your knees oh, there's yeah. Definitely, on the church. Yeah. I, on the church floor. So like, the reason I was kind of going into that yeah. for him, I think, well, what would you see? This is where I go. Like for me, I can because mm-hmm. of my background and my sexuality, it's very easy for me to go for God because no one's gonna walk in there and like Jenny said, I'm not sticking out like a sore thumb. Right. And right. I have to acknowledge that that I'm not walking in in your shoes whatsoever. That's where empathy comes into play. I know what it feels like to be hurt, but I don't know what it feels like to walk into a church and stick out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. So for my brother to come back, I asked him, I said, what would it take from the church for you to feel comfortable enough to go? And so I kind of, that's my question to you. And I was asking you kind of the same thing, but I thought this is a better way to word it. Okay. What would, what could the church do to make you feel like it was a safe place for you and your family? 
Or what would your idealistic church be like for you to walk into as far as relationships and people? Because you are there for people. You know, I haven't I haven't really thought about that. But what's funny is that it's it's what it is for me and my family, but that's only a portion of mm-hmm. of what I look at in the grand scheme of things. Like, yes, that was the catalyst to a lot of the conversations with my parents. Um, but there are other things that I want, like more accepting of other things. Like I know I've I've talked about this with um my brother before is that Jenny and I are a very what I call digestible gay couple because of we live in the suburbs. We live in the <laughs> suburbs. We have a family unit. We are very like work our corporate mediocre jobs, you know, like we we which I love my job so all I can think is like, but, like um, all I can, all I can think is like we're delicious. We are delicious. <laughs> that's um, that's that too. Too. No, <laughs> when she said digestible, I don't know why. <laughs> But, we're easier for people to take because we're not right. We're 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 your beginner gays. Like we're who you are. <laughs> we're the starter who you want we're to your introduce your bigoted friends to. Correct to and kind of like, get them oh, on board cool. with the idea. I wish y'all could see my face right that now. That gay people are normal and not some. I feel like I'm getting. You're not rubbing rainbows right off correct. on people. Correct. I mean, and to quote a, a recent Southern Baptist uh, sermon I heard. To, to, to show them that we are not sinners from the fiery pits of hell. hell. Yes, yes. Mm. So, because we're... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, I didn't make that up. That was... We're hey, it's Bree here. Thanks for listening to Empathy Evolution. We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a couple of minutes to give a shout out to some incredible friends and sponsors. First up is Empathic Practice. When I talked with owner Felipe Munoz, he was so excited to support our mission at Empathy Evolution. If you haven't heard of them, uh, I'll tell you that they've quite literally changed my life. They're a holistic wellness clinic that's in Pensacola, Florida, and they provide services like massage therapy, mindfulness and meditation coaching, and they have a physician named Dr. Haas who can determine if you qualify for a medical marijuana card. I'm a huge supporter of Felipe and his business, and I'm grateful that he is a sponsor for our show. Check him out by visiting their beautiful website full of resources at empathicpractice.us. Up next is Scarlet Magazine. This is the publication you guys have been waiting for the latest in women's fashion, beauty, home decor, lifestyle, and health. They say we at Scarlet aren't afraid of something new. We aren't afraid to be different and we don't care who you are, who you love, or what you look like. We want to empower women of all shapes and sizes and walks of life. (laughs) And if that doesn't describe Becca and I in a nutshell, I don't know it does. So check out the latest issue of Scarlet magazine in the Pensacola Destin area or you can view the digital subscription at issue.com. You can also visit their website at scarletmag.com or visit their Facebook page to see what they're up to. Because frankly, we know you give a damn. Beck and I want to thank you for listening and remind you that we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this production. My team at Social Icon does all the producing and promotion and Becca's nonprofit, Food Raising Friends, does all the giving and we, we continue to support her in doing that. We appreciate all who listen and hope you'll show us some love by leaving a review, sharing, or sending us a note of what you liked best about the conversation. Now back to the show. Make that up. That was we're aligned with <laughs> uh, pedophiles and a lot of uh, and drunks and you know Christian worst, literature. the worst of the worst. And so that's why I say Got like it. we're the most digestible. And so when you ask like what would I want for my family to be welcome there, it's actually funny because I don't just want my family to be welcome mm-hmm. there. Like you should have layers upon layers of people that the church would deem not as acceptable as us, like for me to want to walk in there, if that makes sense. Like I'm, when you say all, you mean, when you say all, you really mean all. 
Yes. All. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I truly mean all. And so um, I actually think Jenny and I could probably walk into a church, at least the ones that my parents are probably going to now, um, and be accepted fairly well. Now, the one that they came from, no, because uh-uh. that uh, it's it's the staunch idea of Christianity. Um, but uh, you know, I like I said, I think we are easily accepted because of how we live our lives and what we look like and how we do like function outside of the fact that we are two women we function as a very traditional family right um but i would want so many additional layers on top of that for for that to even be a place i would want to go like you know yeah so what's the relationship like with your family now and i kind of already know the answer but for our listeners um so you talk about you were cut off from family um, have there been relationships that were cut off that were repaired? No. No. So no relationships um, that's been cut off has no. been repaired. So, but what about the relationship with those who were still willing to have a relationship with you? Um, I even hate hearing that, willing to have a relationship I'm with sorry. you. No, no, no. I know. No, no that's but the I mean, that's is, the way that we feel. The way that it we're yeah, tolerated. It is, we're tolerated. That's a word that I hate, um, but that's, yeah. that's what it is. So uh, we talk about tolerance. Uh, you know, it shouldn't be just you tolerance. You shouldn't tolerate people. But you should just love people. I right. will say, no, you're absolutely right. Those that were still willing to be around. Um, great, honestly. Um, I think I have a more honest, more productive, and more... Fulfilling. Fulfilling relationship with my parents every day of the week because I'm forcing conversations that we previously – honestly, my little baby over there forced so many conversations that we had put on the back burner for a very, very long time. Um, So that is better every day. I'm still super close with my grandma. The people who chose to be Switzerland – um, that are in our family, I still get along with very well, like no right. issues, no problems. Um, but the ones that, uh, the kids that actually knew I, I was gay that were older, um, they chose our wedding to disown us in our RSVPs. <laughs> so yeah. no Yikes. repair actually further torn uh, relationships I had long before we even what got What would you say married. to them? Like if um, you could I tried. I tried room. to call them. Um, well, they may hear this one day. They, they may never see your face and decide to listen. Um, so. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know because it was, it was actually a shock to me. Like I knew they weren't, you know, gonna. Do you think thrilled. that's passed down belief? Uh maybe, maybe it's their own belief. I'm not really sure because you know, and this is not to knock my family unit as a whole. We were never given the opportunity to believe anything other than what has always right. been believed until me and my brother came out. And even then, the opportunity wasn't given. We, well, and that's, we uh, made it happen, and we yeah. required it. Yeah. So I, I think it probably is a lot of passed down belief, and it's um, not wanting to have experiences and possibly see what else is out there or even your own version of what Christianity means to you. And I think that's something that I've personally had to— figure out for myself uh, along the way Um, because it's not like I had a a role model to see this life walk through to understand what an awesome gay Christian looked like that just doesn't (laughs) like I didn't see everybody raising their hand you know you know and you get to be the role model now oh no 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 let's take that off the table (laughs) (laughs) too much pressure too much pressure I'm raising a baby right now (laughs) Um, so 
I, I think some of it's passed down. Um, you know, I can honestly say, too, you know, from an idea of, like, empathy, I don't think my parents would have changed their views had we not been their children. I don't think I would have changed my view had I not been gay. Like, right. or, well, I don't know. Maybe I would have. But you don't but know. It's, it's, I don't it's an know. unknown right. because I don't you are know. who you are. So, yeah. um, you know, and and I think that there's a lot to be said about that and a lot of understanding, you know, that I'm actually happy when people ask me questions because I recognize that you're not readily talking about this with straight people, you know, like you're not having these conversations. So ask me, sure. As long as you're coming from a place of like interest and understanding and And not respect. respect, Yeah. Then I would much rather you ask me than you make your own assumption in the corner of how life came to be for me um, Mm -hmm. and for people like me. So yeah, I, uh, I wish, so back to what I would say to them, um, (laughs) I wish there was a way to make that better, and I wish that we could still have a relationship on some level because we were very close. Like, these were kids that lived in my house that I helped with financial situations that, like, were very big parts of my life. Like, I went to every graduation, every birthday party. Right. I was, like, the the cousin that was super involved in everything. So, right. like, you know, I— um there was a uh, sense of loss. Right. Sure. There was definitely a sense of loss. And I wish there was a way to make that better. Like, it's funny. When we started dating, so this all happened a year after we got together. So she witnessed it all. But I had told her about all of these people and how awesome they were and, like, how I love them so much and all these things that I did and, you know, all these great, wonderful family memories. We'd go to Bruton every year, which, by the way, no longer happens in Everything has just totally changed. But, like, I told her about all of these awesome things. And then she gets into my family because of me and has never experienced anything that I ever told her about while we were dating (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't happen anymore. What's that like? So she's like, I know you used to talk about this, but, like, I've never seen it. So, you know. Also, you talked to Bruton, so, I mean, (laughs) the level could (laughs) Kidding. I've never been Bruton to Bruton. I don't even know where Bruton is. <laughs> but I mean, Bruton like, is cute. It's there cute. are like 30 of us just for Granny. You know, she mm-hmm. is like a, a million grandchildren. So we would have like family soccer games and capture the flag. We would do tractor trail rides and stuff like all things that she has never experienced, but she knows everything about. Because when we first started dating, I still. You were was still part in of all yeah. of that. Wow. So I'll say I was sad to not get to experience that. I came from a small family. Most of my family was in Texas, and we were in Panama City. So it was mostly just me, my mom, and my brothers. And I was really excited. Like, I get to join this great big family that's just full of love and excitement, and they just always like to be together. And uh, I've never met most of them. Uh, and I, a shame. I, I and met, I met like a, walking her through that? Oh, God. It was, it was tough for me because I had never experienced that level of just pure hate for no reason. Um, and that's that's what it is to me. It's, it's hate. It's being hateful, especially with some of the things that they said and, uh, you know, the way that they just completely cast out Elise and her brother um, and referred to us as those people because we're those kind of people. And... 
they said that they that they didn't want their children to be around those kind of people, and that was something what does that, that was, even mean. Yeah, I don't know. I know. You know, Quint has something about that. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. no. But he says when you start saying these people and those people, you're always in trouble because it's. I, I see our community as a collective whole. Right. It's exactly. Us. Mm-hmm. It's and us. Your family is us. <laughs> us in this room, we're us. You know, we're in it together. Right. And I had never experienced anything like that before. Like I said before, I came out at at 13 and. Uh, my mother was very supportive, and she, you know, she raised me and my brothers to be who you are and don't be apologetic for that. In as order long to come out at 13, you really do have to have a very strong safety net. Right. As long as you're a good person. That's what we were taught. Be a good person. Be, Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Be good to the person next to you, and that's what matters the most. That's like the first of the Ten Commandments. Love thy neighbor as yourself. I said the same thing, but like, I wasn't going to say it. You know, right. and, and it's always baffled me that, in my experience, Christians are the most judgmental, bigoted people I've ever met. Not all Christians, obviously. I'm here with you guys, but well, based on your experience, that's a you know that's a collective experience that oh, you've absolutely. had. So, I mean, I don't judge you for thinking that because I feel like the experiences you've had with people who you've understood that are labeled as Christians have put you in a situation where you feel right. cast out. Yeah, absolutely. And you when know? we choose to label mm-hmm. ourselves that way, we're putting ourselves as part of a collective group as well. Um, I think there's a, a responsibility we have as being part of that collective group to right. do better. Um, you know, uh, my children, I, there was an opportunity that presented itself um, where my, you know, the question of relationships and uh, one of my friends had gotten out of an abusive relationship. It mm-hmm. was uh, they, uh, 